Good evening and welcome to episode 72 of The Podding Shed. Um, a week in which we saw a tie for the No Shit Sherlock Award, um, awarded to jointly Louis Van Hull for calling Neil Custis Fat Man, um, <laughs> which, which when you saw him on Sunday Supplement yesterday would make you think he's just become master of the bleeding obvious, and obviously for Arsene Wenger for post-match comments about Stoke being physical. Really, Arsene, after whatever, how many years it is, you've only just worked that out. Um, we have an outright winner this week for the Bleating Heart Award, which goes to Roberto Martinez for not understanding the word minimum. Okay, <coughs> And finally, we have a WTF Award I'd like to dish out, and this goes to our fine fine, upstanding leader of the, opposi- of the opposition, Jeremy Corbyn, for suggesting that we could go ahead with the Trident programme, but maybe not load them with any missiles. Uh, very interesting one. Um, it would be akin to going to a restaurant and being served food without a knife and fork or chopsticks. Um, or, on the other hand, it would be like being a football team and going into battle on the pitch with no defence. Oh, hold on a minute. Um, anyway... With us tonight, we have um, Darth Vader, by the sounds of it, okay, um, and, oh, Darth Vader seems to have disappeared. So, leading us in tonight, we have um, the usual crowd, in fact, we have a slightly unusual crowd, but we do have our stalwarts in the form of Mark, who is so contrary on Twitter. Hello, Mark. Hello, good evening. We have um, Clayton Beerman, who's... Come up through the ranks. We could say that he's one of our academy products, I think, actually. Anybody anybody that's ever met me will know the absolute foolish statement you've just made. Nothing nothing useful about me, mate. But, well, thank you very much for having me back. Excuse me, Mr. Beerman, you should only be on for the last three minutes. <laughs> Substituted at half-time. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's, it's a warm welcome to you for your, for your sense of balance and your insight. Um, and, of course, we have um, our good old other stalwart, Dr. Blue Bio, or Donal, who I believe has a very personalised message for our new manager. Yes, we, want to, we wish to welcome Mr. Hiddink with a quick blast <clears throat> of the oldest European national anthem. If we could all be upstanding. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. And of course, for those, any new listeners, or actually any old listeners who are wondering where Johnny is, um, if you missed the last one, Johnny has semi-retired and he's probably sitting on a beach somewhere now with a large pina colada, surrounded by a bevy of blondes and watching the sunset over the Caribbean. So instead of that, you've now got me, um, Grocer Jack, or Tony, as I'm properly known, um, and I will be in the chair until such time that I lose the studio. And then I'm forced to leave by mutual consent. We do like to keep things very Chelsea here. Anyway, chaps, um, time to move on. I, I'm, I'm wearing, I'm, just, just on a fashion, I'm, I'm wearing a plain white shirt with a black bow tie because I'm channeling the old Harry Gibbs. 
because I'm anticipating, <laughs> given what happened in the Jose episode and some exchanges between yourself and Mark on Twitter, I'm anticipating that I may have to Harry Gibbs-like step in, <laughs> separate. It's, it's been, it's and been another been, useful reference. Box on. Yeah, indeed. Box on. Um, I don't, know. I don't know where to go with that one. Actually, I think I think people have probably misunderstood the uh, the, um, the the comments between myself and Mark. We, we have a, we have a healthy difference of opinion on certain things. Um, but it's all going to end in a punch up. We all know it. <laughs> Back um, on. Um, so anyway, we're going to move on. Um, just a general discussion, really, chaps. I think because um, as we mentioned in the prelim, we've had six games since our last podding shed, which was um, around about the nineteenth or twentieth of December, I think. Um, and uh, a, a kind of mixed bag of results. I, I'd, I'd like to say things have got better because we haven't lost a game in that period. But it does feel a bit like the 100 metres athlete who was running the 100 metres in 10 seconds last year suddenly found himself unable to move any faster than 16 seconds but has now managed to reduce it to 15 seconds. So very, very small signs of recovery there. Um, but we have um, the draw at Watford, the draw at United. Um, or the draw with Watford, shall I say, the draw at United. A stonking victory at Crystal Palace, which made us all probably prick our ears up and think, yeah, hold on a minute, maybe we have suddenly turned the corner. Um, a 2-0 win over Scunthorpe, which after the disaster of Bradford last year was more than welcome. And then two very, very different draws against West Bromwich Albion. One which I would say was pretty soporific, the West Brom game, um, and one which gave me the most exciting 30 or 40, 35 minutes of football I've seen this season on Saturday versus Everton. So, chaps, um, over to you, and I'll start with my alleged adversary, Mark. Your thoughts, please. <laughs> Come shields in. Yeah. Um, hello, is this going to be the nature of the discussion for the next three years until Jose comes back? So- <laughs> Looking at pre-Mourinho time and post-Mourinho time. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just forget the chap, he's gone. Uh, um, no, I, I found the last few games particularly tiresome, to be honest. Oh, right. And mm. would you like to elaborate on... Well, the bloke behind me, every, every time we lose possession or concede a goal, he keeps saying, is this what we got rid of Jose for? <laughs> it's getting extremely tiresome. It's an emotional subject. I mean, let's be honest. Some of us... I, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority or not, actually. Um, but obviously, some of us are fairly pleased. Well, delighted, let's be honest, that Jose's gone. And, and, and some of us are still weeping over him like some partied girlfriend. Which I think is a bit extreme. I mean, I think it's maybe equivalent to being rejected by someone on first dates. But I don't think it's quite the same as losing a girlfriend. But anyway... Um, <laughs> But it's an emotional subject, so, so let's just deal in facts. So I have prepared a spreadsheet, which I will <clears> read through to you and, and, and read it to you, Rafa Benitez style, who oh. also like to deal in facts. Oh, so, um, ah, excellent. Here are a number of facts, so just brace yourselves for this. Um, up until um, Mourinho departed, we played 16 games. And since he's departed, we've played six games. I'm only talking about Premier League. I'm ignoring Champions League, Carling Cup, NFA Cup. So 16 league games, followed by six league games. In the 16 games with Mourinho, we got 15 points. An average of 0.938 points per game. Since Mourinho, we've got 10 points out of six, which is 1.67 points per game, which is an improvement of 78%. Fact. 
In the 16 games of Mourinho, we scored 18 goals, 1.125 goals per game. In the six games since Mourinho, we've scored 13 goals, 2.17 goals per game, a 93% increase. Fact. In the 16 games of Mourinho, we conceded 26 goals, 1.625 goals per game. And since then, in the six games, 1.33 goals per game, an 18% improvement. And in the 16 games with Mourinho, we lost nine times. Over half the games we lost. And in the last six games, since Mourinho, we haven't lost any. That's an infinite improvement. So if you look at the facts, added to which, um, Costa has now scored five goals out of five, or something like that. Fabregas is starting to make more assists. Subjective things like our play is more open and enjoyable to watch the majority of the time. And there haven't been any offensive press interviews pre or post the game. I find it difficult to imagine how anyone could say it's not been better in the last six games. And I don't give, I don't give credit to Gus for that. It's nothing to do with Gus hitting. To me, it's a bit like... Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had root canal work or anything, where if you've got an inflamed root, the pain is unbearable. And as soon as the root is taken out, you have instant relief. And then you have to pack the hole for a week or two with temporary packing material. They put a bit of um, cotton wool in there and then put a temporary filling over the top. Gus Hiddink is the packing material. He's just filling out the hole for a few weeks until we work out whether to pull the damn tooth out and get an implant or whether it can be saved and we can repair it with, with, with something like a crown or something. Gus Hiddink, let's be honest, is a Dutch geriatric who'd already built the garden shed outside his windmill, was hand-carving <laughs> clogs and, and growing tulip bulbs with his wife in the back garden. And he's been pulled out of retirement... As you can see from the statistics, to drastically change our fortunes in the last six games, compared to an alleged management superstar on twelve million pounds a year, you know anyone who can argue any different, I'll, I will just be amazed. Over to you. Right. Well, as I'm now in the in the rather privileged position of, of kind of hosting this, um, Clayton, would you like to uh, to comment on on some of Mark's? Um, the, the only thing that was missing there was that, that, that wonderful Spanish accent, Mark. It was superb. Thank you. Um, thanks very much for that, Tony. Um, <laughs> I'd, much rather, I'd much rather you would have answered, Mark, my good self. Um, first, an apology. I have got a bit of a throat, so I, I don't want to psychologically damage anybody who thinks AVB's been uh, asked a guest on the podding shed. Um, <laughs> Well, I I can't argue with any of those facts um, because they're all obviously factually correct. Uh, I can argue with the fact as I I cannot see what is different now from from what we had before, apart from the fact we're not losing as many games. I find it absolutely disgraceful that a whole bunch of players are now playing football again, whereas they'd obviously down-tooled. I mean, not to name anybody in particular, but Oscar, Sesk and Costa are three different players. Um, I think that, and this is not all about Mourinho, because I think it's all been said and done and he's gone and, and Mark's right. You know, we, we have to move on. 
But I do find it quite interesting that um, Mourinho was saying, apparently pre-season, that he needed some additional players because he thought the side needed strengthening. And he wasn't backed, and I think we're now paying the consequences, which which may have been Jose's fault because he didn't uh, prepare us enough for what was about to come. But I think we're in a huge mess. I really do. I think we are in a lot of trouble, and I think anybody who thinks otherwise is deluded. I think our defence is just gone. Uh, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I think that uh, the goalkeeper's lost all of his confidence. Last year he was coming for crosses. This year, he's, I, I don't know whether it's the injury, the sending off, but he seems to be very shaky. It might be because of what's in front of him. Um, I think Branner and, and JT, and I know this is sacrilege, are, are sort of uh, a treading water. Um, I'm not demeaning anything that JT did on, on Saturday because it was... It was what he does, um, and he loves the club. And, and I, will, I will say one thing, that at 2-0 down, and, and I know that uh, Tony and I have both read um, the wonderful article by Tritzer, where you just sat there, 2-0 down, and you just thought, well, this is what it is now. I could not see any way back at all. Um, so, I mean, hats off to the players for doing that, because I'd like to think it means they care. Um, but I just think there are too many gaps at the moment. I, I think there's a massive rebuilding job that needs to be done. I think that um, the dentist is uh, a good person to be there because he's obviously somebody that the players love. Um, we know that from the last spell, that they, they didn't want him to go. Um, he's obviously a really positive influence. Um, whether the players feel freer playing for him, I think part of the reason... Um, that Jose lost them was because they were all terrified to make a mistake. Um, and you can, the, the first game that Jose was gone was when Gus wasn't the manager, was against Sunderland. And Oscar just looked absolutely amazing. And to me, he was saying, This is what I can do if I'm not screamed at every time I misplace a pass. Um, so I don't know whether I've actually answered anything there, um, apart from the fact that I'd. That, that six games in, I, I'm feeling very, very depressed about where we are, to be perfectly honest. Thank you very much. Um, it's, it's interesting. I'm going to take Donald's point of view before I, I, I stick any of my own toughest where I've been there, but whatever. Um, Donald, um, your thoughts on, on our our current... I don't want to say predicament. Our current situation, I think, is, is fairer mm. to say. Um, I think as we're sort of viewing the whole situation through... Uh, sort of sideways elusive uh, means. I, I think at the moment we're probably something a bit like the the German high seas fleet in the First World War, whereby <clears throat> uh, an enormously expensive and quite frightening looking fighting machine actually, while never defeated, ends up staying in, in harbour because they don't want to lose anything. So I think that's where we are at the moment. I think I'd rather not think of this in dental terms. I think as we've got a, <laughs> a Dutch, we've got a Dutchman here. We, we've recently seen what uh, mismanagement of your waterboard environment can do to you. Uh, and in fact, unlike the British government, Roman has reached out for Dutch help in 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 
flood defence, and that's what we're seeing at the moment. Gus is either a, an engineer or he's a small boy with a finger in the dike. <laughs> <coughs> we, we really don't know at this point. In, in real terms, I have to say that um, uh, it all seems too simplistic to me. The, the you know, the Jose this and the players down tools and, and that. I, I think a lot of it does come to the players that we have at the club don't fit the playing style that perhaps was being imposed. Um, I, I find it confusing. I, my, I was under the impression from what I was reading that the people who were sticking by uh, Mourinho were in fact Costa and Fabregas um, and they seem to be coming in for an awful lot of the stick. But my understanding was that they were the two of maybe three or four or five players who were actually sticking by him and that it was others who had had enough. Uh, we'll never know, I suppose, until someone tells the true story. But um, it is significant the way that Costa is is playing now um, and also Fabregas. How big a rebuild does the team need? I don't know. I, I would guess that Hazard is off for, for whatever many reasons. Um, and I think that's sad. I I think we're all going to sit there a bit like we did with Iron Robin, who, you know, the crowd started to get on towards the end of his Chelsea career. It was felt that he wouldn't play when he had a knock, etc., etc. And then we sat and watched him, you know, on a Wednesday or a Tuesday night, tearing teams apart in the Champions League for Bayern. And my worry is that, you know, another great creative player like Hazard, you know, wide player, is, is going to leave the club and be extremely destructive for someone else, which I think is a a big loss. Um, when I look at all the other players, yeah, I think John Terry coming towards the end of his career, perhaps one of our defensive problems is that we are having to leave too big a gap between the, the back four and, and the, the defensive midfielders, which is allowing people to get in there in between the lines too easily, mainly because we don't really feel comfortable pushing up too far because of Terry's lack of pace. So what we gain with his experience, his positional sense, blah, 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 we're losing because the team is too stretched. That, that's only a, an observation. I'm not sure if I could really point out to that in every game. And obviously Terry hasn't played every game either. But, but that is a worry, I think. Um, but when I look at the rest of the players, I, I think, well, you know, William... He's a good player. We wouldn't want him to go necessarily. Zuma, he's raw, but if you looked on Saturday, who who, who made more mistakes, him or John Stones, would you say? You know? Mm. So there's a player there. We've also got several young players out on loan. One of them surely can be brought back next season to be, say, third or fourth defender and start getting them in. We've got Azpilicueta. We've got Kennedy. Yeah, Oscar seems to be an enigma. I, I, I'm not sure about him. I, I thought he was going to be like a, a keystone of the side. And strangely, Mourinho's supposedly sold matter because he wanted Oscar to be his player. And yet Oscar seemed to lose all confidence. I, I don't know. I'm not as depressed as everyone else. I, I think this is part of a process. It was always going to happen because uh, as a club, we, we were riding, you know, a a core set of players as, as as far and beyond where they could go. 
Um, I don't know if the club didn't back Jose. It, it seems strange to me that having brought him in, having given him a, a new contract, that they should decide to ignore what he would have wanted. Um, I think in some ways, you know, the players that we want weren't available. Um, the buying of people like Hector and some of those others, I just think that's something to do with, you know, banking money and business, yeah. do, doing favours for people. Yeah, um, I don't, you know, Falcao, surely Falcao was only bought in because, you know, his agent is Jose's agent and someone was doing someone a favour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, Saturday, I sat like everyone else watching it on a stream on Saturday and I finally thought at 2-0 down, I thought it is broken. Up until then, I hadn't thought we were broken. And then there was that 10, 15-minute spell, which unfortunately, with Oviedo's injury, took the wind out of it a bit. But there was that 10, 15-minute spell there where, yeah, they, they just seemed to get it back. It, you'd say, why do they have to have a jolt like that to do it? But at least it is there. There is something there. And I'm just hoping that that can be tapped into and kept going. That, that was that was the view I took actually. I mean, I, I was very, you know, I, so you know, I'm sorry to disappoint a few people, but I wasn't that gutted when when Jose was sacked. It was it was almost inevitable, and I'd, I'd likened it in the last podcast to having a relative who's in their nineties, and um, you know, it's not going to be long. Basically, um, still doesn't mean it doesn't hurt when they go or whatever, but you know, it's it was inevitable. Um, and in the intro, I said that for me, that was the best 30 odd minutes of football I've seen this season from us. Um, and perhaps we should start every game 2 0 down. I don't know. You, you, mm. you have to ask the question as to why we couldn't come out from the, out, the onset of the game um, and, and go at a team like this. We haven't done that. We've not seen us do that all season. And um, it, it makes me worry. Is it the players? I mean, I, I, I sort of said it with a slight disagreement with Mark on percentages. I, I didn't think the entire problem was Jose. I still don't. I've not seen anything to suggest that everything suddenly clicked back into place that he's gone. Um, and whether there is still more to come out from the Eva Gate stuff or, or stuff that's gone on, it, it may well be that some of the players have got a problem with some of the hierarchy in the club or whatever. I don't really know. Um, I, don't, I think Hazard has been unfairly... Um, criticise. I mean, he's injured. He he played pretty much all of last season whilst being kicked up in the air. In fact, mm. he's been pretty good for us since he arrived at being kicked up in the air and carrying on. And mm. this time he has... If he had a problem with Jose, Jose's gone. Um, mm. And therefore, he's really got no reason to be sort of sulking or, or, or whatever. He, 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 from what I can gather could barely walk out of the stadium after the um, the game where he was substituted because he, he sort of fell on his hip and it looked a bit innocuous, mm. but um, he, he could barely walk out of the stadium after that. And then, of course, we played him a game later and I think he, he had to go off again. So I think mm. the, the, the boy deserves a chance. He's on a long contract, so we don't have to sell him. Real Madrid, the favourites to get him, are unlikely to be able to do anything till at least January 2017 or whatever. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, and they'll get they'll get round that. Totally, but they might they might do, but then they're going to face the wrath of a lot of other clubs like Barcelona, who got done for exactly the same thing. So a yeah, and 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 got away with it as well. Or, the, or they have to do it this January. Bas- Barcelona didn't January. suffer, Tony. Well, no, Barcelona they, got round it. Well, they may well have got round it, but they you know they still couldn't go out and buy their big players, could they? They could say, well, when it's all over, you're going to come to us. But to me, I, I don't think you know. I th- I, th- I just think the crowd of of uh, and the fans, I think. 
have made assumptions about certain players, led by the press, led by you know Fat Man and his crowd or whatever who, who come out with his bollocks because they want to sell a bit of print. Um, and I think he deserves a chance. I think he would have torn Everton a new one on on on, on Saturday, quite frankly. Um, mm. But that that thirty odd minutes of football and it, it did a, a video's injury did, did take the sting out of it. I'm still not convinced he was hundred percent injured or whether that was a ploy. But um, I think I think he was. I think. <laughs> But oh, yeah, even, it's just even, even so, it's, you know, even after that, we still looked okay. Where we failed was we have, we have we are pretty dismal in defence. Whichever way people look at it, we are pretty dismal. I mean, the the third goal that Everton scored on on Saturday, I was screaming at somebody to get back out after the corner, and nobody did. And when they did, the ball came in, and then two players just absolutely in acres of space. Um, mm. And I, 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 I sort of have that. Con- you know, I, sort of, I mentioned it on the fan cast, only sort of writing up a comment on there early on that you know I think I would be thinking about ushering Branner and JT out the door. Time to, if you're going to get rid of the old guard, let's do it now. Let's while we're in this position, let's do it now. It doesn't mean to say they can't stay at the club in a coaching capacity or whatever. But um, you know, I, I'm so frustrated. I've gone to the point now where. Um, I, you know, I'm not even bothering with other football matches now. I'm going to Chelsea on the basis that I enjoy the day out, irrespective of the result. I'm blanking everything else out. Who cares what Arsenal are doing? Who cares what anybody else are doing? Um, but I am looking at this and thinking, where are we going to go next season? I'm not sure we need this dramatic rebuild either. A lot of people simply saying ten players. I mean, I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. But I'm also not convinced that bringing in four or five youth players is going to be the answer because of the gulf between that that level where we've been very, very successful in the youth team and playing with the big boys, as it were, you know, is a very, very, it's, it's a big, big leap to bring hmm. them in. I think it's a mixture, Tony. I think, like you say, I think it's in probably relatively impossible to actually sell 10 and bring 10 in. I, you know, like you, I yeah. find that I'm a bit incredulous when people talk like that. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, you're talking maybe three, perhaps four, more experienced players and maybe yeah. a couple of the the younger I mean, players well, one, getting more of a look exactly. in. One of the bright ones for me has been the and has been the kind of restoration of faith in in, in John Obi, um, mm. who I've always been a, a fan of because I think and he actually looked much better once Matic went off. Before Matic, when there were two of them were on there Saturday, they were both kind of getting in each other's way. I don't think either one was quite sure who should be doing what. Well, so can I can I just jump in here because I I'm, I'm with you. I love. Uh, Obi Wan, I think he's fantastic. Um, but with him and Matic together on the field at the same time, it was reminiscent of two oil tankers trying to turn and not hit each other as they were going round. I think one or other, you can't play both of them. They're, they're not. Yeah. They're not mobile enough. Um, Obi Wan's great, but if you watched on on Saturday, it was easy to go round him. It was, you know, there there was that aspect, and that's why the defence was exposed at times. Although the defence, as I said earlier, I think is a problem in itself. But yeah, no, it is good to see Obi Wan come back in, and I, I'm really pleased about that because he's much maligned. And but but I think one what, what do pro- we what do we think has happened to Matic? Um, you know, it's it's well, almost like Andre Schurler like in 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 a tropical form. I, it seems almost inexplicable. To me, I don't... For for, for me, and, 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 you know, I've said this before, so apologies for boring people, but he has not been the same since Burnley. Since he got sent off against Burnley, and then he got injured, he's not been the same guy. Um, 
one theory that I've got, and uh, I don't know what you guys think, is the fact that since that period of time, he's been in and out of the side. And I think he's the sort of player, and the way he plays and the sort of footballer he is, that he just needs to be there all the time. I think he needs to play week in, week out. I don't think he's the sort of footballer that can come in for one game or come in and then get taken off or come on. Mm. I just don't think he's that sort of player. I think he just needs to be there and left to his own devices. Mm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Mark, I Mark, have you got any thoughts on, on some of the stuff that we've just covered and players and general attitude or, or whatever? I'm... I assume you were there on, on Saturday and, and were as thrilled as I was when we suddenly sprung into life and, 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 and actually looked much, much even, arguably as, as good, if not better, than the team that we saw first half last season. It was, it was magnificent to watch at times, I thought. Yes, if not a little desperate. I mean, um, in, in terms of attitude was the sort of first thing you mentioned there um that, that one sort of fascinates me you know pe- people say um they're angry disgusted disgraced with the players that um they can suddenly start performing and why couldn't they do that um when Mourinho was there and, and it's a bit like asking um if you're making custard out of powder should you add the custard the milk to the powder or the powder to the milk in that it's completely the wrong question at the wrong time so people who keep asking repeatedly why that was, couldn't the that players was color, that was culinary corner for the week yeah. Yeah, yeah. people who was, keep saying why couldn't the players do this Mourinho are asking the wrong question why can't they ask the right question and the right question is why couldn't Mourinho get the players to play like that on the basis, he's a megastar manager on twelve million pounds a year. That it's is a question. Not why couldn't the players? Don't keep blaming the players. I, I'm not a um, I'm not an expert in analytics. Very far from it, but I do take an interest in it. And obviously, it, the use of analytics is growing in football. And um, <clears throat> I think the sort of people who who do do the stats and do the maths. Um, have been pointing out that obviously Chelsea's recent form has seen a lot more chance creation. Um, now, whether that's more people in the box, etc., etc., who knows? But they were pointing out that that was starting to happen under Mourinho. The last three or four games, apparently, although we didn't get the results, um, there was a, a change happening in in. The sort of level of chance creation and, and some of the some of the things they use to to, to demonstrate which team is is sort of getting more out of a game, if you like. Um, so I'm not sure whether it's as, as black and white as it may probably is. I mean, nothing's black and white, and nothing's no. fair. I mean, every, you I know, think whatever Ranieri's happened to the players at the beginning of the season, who knows? I mean, Ranieri is going to get all the credit this season, isn't he? Um, hmm. But actually, they, Leicester had turned it around in the last six games of. Um, Last season, well, it was more. It was more than that. They've they've lost three games out of thirty. Yeah, right. so um, you know, so you're quite right. Ranieri is getting a lot of plaudits, but it is actually Pearson's team, indeed. And one could argue that in Mourinho's first spell, it was Ranieri's Ranieri. team. And it, who knows who should rightfully get the credit for anything? I mean, yeah. it's just about timing and being in the right place at the right time. But uh, you know, I'm not that depressed this season as 
Tony says, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. Um, I enjoy the whole thing of um, football. You know, mm. the the planning the away trips, the home trips, going to um, the regular places, meeting the same people, talking the same stuff before, during and after every game. You know, it is a habit, but I love it. Um, so I'm not unhappy. I'm enjoying it. And um, my first game, as I've mentioned loads of times, was in 1963. You know, most of the years have been um, fallow seasons. And um, we've had 10 years of unending glory. If we take a dip for a season, I don't really care. Um, can, I, can I just reiterate everything you just said then? I don't think we as a club, and no club, has a divine right to win everything. No. And I don't. I, th- I think you're quite right. And the, my first game was in '67. Um, and like your good self, I've seen more manure than you can put on, you know, many gardens. And those times were different. I think the thing that I'm finding extremely frustrating this year, and I, 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 I don't care if we go one, two years without winning anything. I mean, you know, if we don't ever win anything again, we've won everything I've wanted to win. Um, don't quote me on that, please. Um, <laughs> but but the one thing that I am finding incredibly frustrating this season is the apparent lack of any sort of direction. And it seems to me, and we might come on to the whole youth thing, and I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for one minute that we just fill this team with kids. But our kids, last year, they won the Champions League, the equivalent of the Champions League. They won the Youth Cup and they won their league. Now, I don't care what anybody says. There has to be at least three or four of those guys who are going to be good enough to come into that side at some stage. We are now in a position where we hopefully aren't going down but we're not getting into Europe. What is the downside of bringing those kids in? When I saw the team that we picked to play against Scunthorpe, I I just wanted to get back on, on the bus and go home. Because I thought, if you can't trust uh, Baba to play instead of Dave, who had a broken cheekbone, against a fourth-tier opponent, what is the point? What is the point of not starting Ruben Loftus-Cheek or Kennedy or Traore against Scunthorpe? I know what happened against Bradford and people are saying, well, you know, the Cup's one of the things that we can still win. But you tell me, is it more important to find out about these guys or to win the FA Cup? I'd I'd say it's more important to win the FA Cup because it is our only realistic chance for trophy this season because we're not going to win the Champions League. Um, but actually, we're not going to go down. So I, I'd say you're better off trying them in the league, where we, we can't do anything apart from end up in the middle. But where are they? They're not trying them. This is what I'm, this is what I'm frustrated about. Now, you, you know, I know it's an idealistic... I, I'm, I'm terribly idealistic, and I'm terribly naive about this, but I am so desperately do not want us to spunk away all of this talent that we've supposedly got. Um, I heard, and I don't know how true it is, that we were offered Deli Ali before he went to Spurs, and we said, no, we've got Sam Baker. Now, he might come back next year. I don't know. But <laughs> Deli Ali, we would have signed him, and he'd be playing at Vitesse. I mean, I do understand that there is a farming system going on at our club, and that's fine. But surely, surely, this year is the year when you pick a couple of guys and just say, fine, you're in. 
I, I, I sort of think it is happening a little bit. I think we've seen, I mean, we've certainly seen Kennedy um, come sort of forward a little bit. I, and in actual fact, he's to me looked like a vast improvement on Pedro um, in the, in the couple of games he came on. I mean, I thought he, he equipped himself pretty well um, on Saturday. Rubens Loftus Cheek uh, scored a goal, didn't he? I think it was, came on or he played against Scunthorpe and scored a goal, which is always half time. Yeah, so it's always a good concept. And I think maybe it's, it's, it's more of a, a kind of drip, drip, drip rather than, um, you know, chucking everybody in at the same time. And I, I, I kind of get that. There's, it's a bit of a fine line we're trying to sort of um, uh, walk along here between uh, we're not going to get relegated. I'm with Mark on that. I, th- uh, I, I think I'm with Chidge earlier on who said ninth. I think that's probably ninth or eighth is as good as it's going to get for us this season. Um, now, the impact of that, of course, is we're not probably going to be able to attract some of the players that we might have wanted to but then again I firmly believe that the biggest talker for the average player is money and I do think that that that's the key thing money first um, before they start thinking about glory otherwise Manchester City would never have managed to get anybody in Um, but you can pay ridiculous wages or whatever I think we're rich enough to do that Um, I do think that um, you can't if you throw the kids in in the league. You're probably not. Um, you know, could they have done any worse than the team that we put out against West Brom, um, which to, to me was it, it was a, the, one of the most boring and worst games I've been to this season. Um, but that was partly because the referee was just so bloody pedantic and petty and ruined the game for me um, and whatever. But I, I, I so I, I kind of see it, and I think maybe Goose is going to do that. I do think maybe he's got it in mind that he's going to bring one or two of these youngsters in, give them the chances and, and, and whatever, rather than the you know the twenty minutes that Kakuta got a few years ago and the and the brief dawning of Josh McEachran who can't even get on the Brentford bench at the moment. So, um, you, you know, I take that on board. I I, I think you know a, a write-off season doesn't bother me in the slightest because as I said, I enjoy going. And you know, you see, I win or lose up the Blues thing or whatever. And when the second goal went in, I mean, well, do you know what staggered me on Saturday, and I don't know if you noticed it, Clayton, was when that second goal went in. Was just how many people got up and walked out of their seats? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was, but um, not as many as walked out when uh, Everton scored in the 90th minute, which no. uh, I found absolutely hysterical. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, you get a bit of that, um, but I think. You know, we we know the youth system is a, is a farm. We know that that's going to be a revenue generator for the club, and it's served us pretty well so far. Uh, if we were to get two or three really really top class players out of that, we'd have probably done better than Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal. I mean, you know, everybody has this view that Man United, you know, do it all the time. They, they don't. They did it once. They pulled a team out of youngsters, which went on to be imperious in the Premiership. But that was a freak. Let's face it, that hasn't happened since. We're not seeing other clubs bringing the talent through. And what we are doing is we are securing a future, if you like, uh, you know, with, with these players I, you know, that, that we're, we're bringing in, loaning out, selling on. One or two of them may come through. So I'm not t- I, I don't think the youth is... I, I think this is kind of blend. And maybe Goose is that kind of level head that you want. It, it's, it sort of takes me on to the subject, actually, that we're going to sort of cover next, which was the kind of... Um, Positives and negatives of, of goose hitting so far. So I'll, I'll kick it off. For me, you know, the negatives are we've we've drawn games we should have won. Um, I, th- I think um, we still, you know, the first thing you would think for somebody coming in um, to look at a team that was languishing down the bottom half of the table, 
patently leaking goals everywhere whereas to try and sort the defence out and that hasn't happened we still look as leaky um, and I'm just going to go to the West Brom the two West Brom goals were just appalling and then I, I actually think Morales' goal uh, the second goal for Everton on Saturday was a fantastic goal nobody would have got near that I don't think um, no but but sorry to interrupt they wouldn't have got near it but he could have sat down and had a cup of tea Yes, he could have done, but before he shot. Yeah, but it was I mean, a well, it was a well worked goal. Sometimes it was a, have, yeah. Okay. You have to, I, I just think it's occasionally it's churlish not to sit there and go. Fuck me, I wish we'd done that. You know, that was that was a, a, a lovely bit of football that led into it. Um, and, and we still haven't talked with that on the positive side. Um, the toxicity surrounding the club um, has dissipated somewhat. I think there was definitely that. Um, we were barely mentioned. I think on the Sunday supplement. Um, not that that's the, the, the temperature gauge that I always use, but it is a fairly reasonable one. We're not in the back pages um, of the papers. We're not in trouble with the FA. Um, yes, we are. Oh, well, yes, we are. We've been, but, we've been I, charged for yes. failing to control our players. And, and I would say unjustly so, because I didn't think yeah, of course. it was a dirty game by any, by any chance. It's also yeah. interesting that Martinez doesn't appear to have been charged with his post-match comments again. Um, that we would have before, but you know, I, I watched the after the Scunthorpe game. I was I found it quite refreshing that Goose Hiddink walked out onto the pitch mm-hmm. to be interviewed by um, it's Jake Humphrey, isn't it? I think who does that one, um, and uh, and uh, the, the other two <coughs> pundits were there, and he had a cup of coffee in his hand, and he sort of handed it to someone, said, "Here, Steve, you hold that," and and, and it was quite quite nice to see that so I think that there, there are benefits there I, I, I don't think he's a man for the long term but I do think he's the perfect dentist yeah or the perfect engineer or the perfect boy with the finger in the dike but I just think that the defence considering what you think about before when he came in before we lost one game didn't we I think it was to Spurs in the entire yeah. time that he was there so I'm slightly surprised that he hasn't addressed that um, but he may not have the remit to do it I mean that's the other thing he, he may well think be thinking the same as uh, as me and thinking JT you know the defence and Courtois frailties are because the the front four in front of him aren't particularly good at the moment I think Zuma for all of the rawness has been doing an awful lot of covering up for the frailties of John Terry because I think he has lost his legs he didn't have much in the first place but I think what he has had we, we did go three games without conceding a goal yeah uh, United Palace um, and Scunthorpe yeah but the United game was, you know, let's face it, wasn't that wasn't a thriller, was it? I didn't think it was a thriller. No, <laughs> I'm just saying that we managed uh, to we managed yeah. to keep a clean sheet for three games. Yeah, so I, but I just think that you know, there's still there are still the frailties there, and I still think oh yes, massive, we, we, massive. We, we we look at there, and so you know, for me, the the goose positive is is get get the season out of the way. I think. He, he might well come out with any manager would have come out saying we can still make fourth but let's be realistic 16 games left no it's not going to happen but um, it, it'll be interesting to see what he does around the youth side and, and how he blends it in I mean you know, I've been critical of Pedro but how many players come in and have a storming first season in the Premier League having come from the tippy tappy ages on the ball La Liga you know. Plus, he's also come into a team that's not been functioning very well. Yeah, exactly. So I think. I mean, I, I think what I noticed, particularly against Everton, but it's it's been that way for a long, long, long time, is Chelsea don't have an effective press. And again, I don't know if this is because we, we play quite a stretch team, because we don't want to push too far up the pitch from the eighteen-yard line, but we we don't have an effective press and. 
also when midfield players, you know, a, a player will, will play the ball, say, out towards, you know, out, out, out to the line. <clears throat> say Ivanovic might push up to close that ball down. The guy who's just played the ball is going to run for the return. Our midfield player will track him, but he will always track him by positioning himself on the guy, say the ball is, is out on the right-hand side, on the guy's right-hand shoulder, so that when the ball gets played to this player, our man cannot get at the ball because it's coming on the guy's left-hand side, other than to foul him. And he's already losing half a yard on, on this fella, and this fella will then accelerate slightly, and the guy who's, been, who's played the pass to him has then run past Branner, who again will be tracking him on his right hand side. And we never seem to get a position where a midfielder comes back, turns and faces the man as he runs to him, or gets his body between the man and the ball. And I find it fascinating. I can only assume that's a, a style of play that's evolved for a reason. But I cannot for the life of me understand it. And certainly on Saturday and in various games, a lot of the problems we have is because the midfielder and the covering midfielders, central midfielders, they're there, but they're never actually, they're never in contact, proper contact with the guy who's going to receive the ball. And therefore, they always invite the pass to come in. Instead of closing it off, so the guy on the ball then has to, you know, check, look back, play the ball back. The pass is always on because we're never closing it off in that final third. I don't know why it's that way, but that's just an impression I've had. And I can't explain it. I don't know if anyone knows that. That's it's just my way of, of seeing it. I, I, the only thing I've noticed is that we, I guess we've never been a, a, a team of terrier tacklers or whatever. And, and, you know, we tend to sit off players with the ball mm. and, 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 and whatever. Um, and the teams that are seemingly having the most success this season are exactly the opposite. They're the ones who actually do get in and tackle and do crowd people around and what have you. And I, I think you don't you don't necessarily have to tackle as long as you're closing the passing. Yeah, and, and I think that's and that's, we don't seem to do that. We don't seem to do that, and I think we, we're pressing ones yeah. and twos. We don't I, press as a team. I was team. having a discussion with a, a mate of mine on Friday night, but you know, about whether or not the game has moved on a little bit, and that some of these. Less experienced coaches are saying, "Oh, bollocks to all that sort of stuff. Just, just get the ball and go out." And I think it was an interesting statistic that came out. I think Leicester, in a lot of their games this season, have had less of the ball than the other team that they've beaten. Um, who does that remind you of? <laughs> well, I, I do actually think um, that we have um, we've suddenly lagged behind in terms of the way we play. Um, Yes, there has been a lot of new teams like the way that Watford and Palace and Leicester have been playing. Um, and we seem to be somewhat out of the loop in terms of the players and what have you. And one of the things I thought was, apart from just the general depression of the West Brom game, um, was the fact that we were bullied. Yeah. Um, and it's happened to us a lot this year that we've been bullied the sort of thing that didn't happen uh, in our pomp is the fact that we wouldn't let anybody bully us. And I know that the one person that everybody speaks about and people like him only come along once in a generation is people like Michael Ballack. Michael Ballack wouldn't play in a team and be bullied. Michael Essien wouldn't play in a team and be bullied. And I think at the moment, 
one of the things, and I know we've gone off topic because we're talking about the goods and no, bads no, no, of, no, no, of no. goose, but one, one of the things that, um, that needs to be addressed is that our team uh, uh, of people that we've bought, and, and don't get me wrong, we've got some fabulously talented players, were bought for Pep. Well, whether Pep comes or not, um, the bottom line is we got a bunch of Diddy men, and um, careful. Well, well, hang on, hang on, Clayton. <laughs> this, this team, this team, this team this year is very similar to the team last year. Yeah, and I certainly, I certainly read something quite recently that um, Chelsea were the second tallest team in the Premier League last year, and most and, fouled, and were one of the heaviest. So. We haven't bought Diddy men. We have got a, a reasonable, okay, all right, a reasonably I'm, sized team. I'm sorry, certainly I, the style of play. But yeah, they're not. They're not but, physically small as a team. But in someone ter- in the team must be bloody tall to make our average height. But in, ter- in terms of the, ma- <laughs> the makeup, it is a tall team. team. In terms of the makeup of the team, a lot of our players are quite slight, um, and I think. We're desperately. But our average weight was was a second or, or first or third. Well, ever. May, I, don't, may, I don't remember maybe I, up the club last season. <laughs> I was just about to say maybe I was included in the uh, in the weighing process. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was the average weight of the West Lower. <laughs> West, well, but I mean, the, I, I think that's part of the problem. But I, 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 just going back to Hazard, I'd like to sort of reiterate what you guys said. Do you find it? I find it really depressing that most people have, have sort of said goodbye to him. Most people have, have said bad things about him this year. The guy has played for three years. He's been kicked from pillar to post. He's basically given everything. He's one of the main reasons we won the league last year. Um, this year, he's had a bad season by his by his standards. And when people say that he wasn't injured, or he's, I think it's absolute nonsense. I mean, yeah, I against. Against Leicester, he looked like he got a dead leg. Mm. And anybody who's had a dead leg knows it's bloody painful and you can't walk. Against Palace, I wasn't there. I watched it on telly. The minute he hit that shot, he pulled up. Now, I'm sorry. You know, this guy is a guy who apparently loves playing football. Why on earth would he do something like that? I just don't... I I agree. It's when he went off at home against West Brom, the crowd booed him, which I thought was disgusting. Yeah. 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 I I just, you know... I, I think people have got very, very short memories. And, and the simple fact of the matter is I've been privileged to watch a great football. And when he's gone, people are going to be sorry. Like, oh, much I, like you said mm-hmm. about Robin, they're going to look at him and think, oh, God, he was yeah. brilliant, wasn't he? And totally, you know, don't totally, rush him out the door, for God's yeah, sake. I totally agree. And I'm hoping that the club will turn around and say, Do you know what, this is what the future holds and that they will be briefing some players on it because uh, I, I, I do agree I do think people have got very short memories um, we lost versus Bournemouth but a game that we, we played quite well in and Hazard time after time after time put the ball in the box only to find nobody there there was pretty much nothing else he could do um, but there's still this FIFA generation out there by the FIFA generation I mean the PlayStation FIFA people who think that um, that they're programmed to beat Five players and then come through on goal and, and and you know do a pirouette around the goalkeeper and slot it in, which of course is utter rubbish as we all know. So I think you know I think when he comes back we will probably see an improvement. I'm not saying that it's a one man team. I just think he will be a key person to come back in. And 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 uh, you know for me that is the positive. You know I, I go back to this thing. Um, I I had thought about issuing a yellow card for anybody who ever mentioned um, the, the special one tonight because he's gone and gone. And, uh, away um, but 
I'm not disappointed with what Gus has done. I, I, just one or two negatives, and they were fairly. You know, I had to look for them and, and sort of hunt around for them and say, "Well, I, I would like to think he sorted the defence out and whatever." I think some of the messages to the fans have been refreshingly honest. You know, we're not going to do this. We could be in a relegation battle. I think the one thing that possibly disappointed me was the we're not going to buy anybody. We're not going to do anything because it's not. I understand the reasons. But there is a very small percentage of us at the top who, who follow the club, not the top of the club, how arrogant am I, um, who follow the club, who would understand the reasons are oh, we probably don't want to be buying players because the next manager needs to be involved in that process or whatever. But, I, you know, some of the people are, are you know, I've, I heard on saying we're not going to buy anybody, you know, we ain't got any money, you know, there's sort of two and two makes five next thing you know Roman Abramovich is going to leave the club because that's why he's buying anybody. And, it, it, you know, so I think there's a bit of more careful message handling there, um, but in general, I feel I, I, I do feel. But I, I, I came out of Saturday completely buzzing. I mean, that was just you know, it, as, as Tritzia said, there is what's better than a ninety-fourth minute goal, a ninety-eighth minute goal, and then to get in the car and offside to boot, <laughs> and, and, and to get in the car and listen to that absolute whinge bag, crybaby Roberto Martinez, who I used to have quite a high opinion of. Going on and not understanding two fundamental things, right? One, it's a minimum of X minutes, a minimum. His players celebrated for one minute, 23 seconds, as Gus proved afterwards. And the fact that, they, as it was even said, you had to see it on TV to be sure it was offside. <laughs> what chance did the line have? So, you know, for me, things are looking up and... and and I'm quite enjoying it. I'd like to push it back to Mark actually, because he's been a bit quiet, and I'm a bit worried that he's he, he's, he's 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 plotting. He's doing a spreadsheet. No, I'm not plotting at all. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here finding it all very interesting, and oh, right. um, I agree with um, some of what you say and disagree with most of it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, Tony, you don't like dealing in facts. You're, you're sort of saying that. I'd have thought Gus would have sorted out the defence and blah, blah. But we haven't lost a game since he's been here. And uh, um, goals conceded average has gone down. It's not perfect. We're a long way from perfect. But it's improving. I don't, know, I don't understand how you can make those comments. Well, I'm not, I'm Actually, the one that fascinates me most is, who, who do you think our manager is? Goose Hiddink. Goose. And, and Clayton, who do you think it is? Michael Emanalo. No, no, who do you think is the manager? <laughs> for the age first name specifically. <laughs> Goose. Goose, yeah. I think it's Goose, but Tony, you keep calling him Goose. Oh, well, it's it, a bit worrying, actually. It's not, that's not how you pronounce it, is it? Do we actually pronounce the G, even? Or is it sort of a hoose? Um, well, it's not Goose, is it? Let's be honest. No. I think the only, that, person, to, uh, the only person to ask is Steve McLaren. Yeah, it is. It, is, it, was, on, it was a QI question, and the G... Steve. Is, Steve will tell you who yeah. I say his name. Yeah. I think the G is pronounced as a ho, oh, isn't yes. it? Yeah, so yeah, it was rude Hullet. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, but yeah. I, I, I'm a great one. I'm, a, I'm a bit old-fashioned. I, I do believe that the main team in Amsterdam should be called Ajax. I do think anybody like the French player that used to play for Tottenham and Newcastle, irrespective of what he wants to be called, his name is David Ginola. Okay. Um, uh, you know, because he hasn't got an accent on it or anything. You know, the, the minute we start calling Paris Paris. Um, I'll start well, I, I assume Goose, you'll be happy then when Goose calls you Tony Clover. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, You're totally yeah. sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. totally. Yes. Come in, totally. Let's yes. talk about the football. You've forgotten, yes. the, you've forgotten the word also in there as well. You know, so, <laughs> so that, that's I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call you that, Tony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so sorry, but um, I'm going to move on now because we've been recording for a little while. Um, so any thoughts on any ins and outs? Uh, bearing in mind that it looks like there'll probably be neither. Um, but is there anybody that... Can I, can I just add one more thing, Tony, and say yes, that it was possibly the highlight of the season so far, those few minutes where they were knocking the ball up to Costa and suddenly there was another option rather than us tippy-tapping around, there was that straight ball and suddenly a defence doesn't know whether to push up or drop off. Yes, yeah. And yeah. When, when, he, when the ball over the top, he, he muscled Jagielka off the, the ball Howard completely missed it. I was torn between the run it up and absolutely smash it through the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> and the drop to your knees and head it over the line. I mean, part of me still thinks, you know, just to completely take the piss. Anyway, move on. Carry on. Did you not think it was wonderful the way he fisted after he scored the goal to get the crowd going? You know, because he's had a bit of a love-hate relationship. But bear in mind, there the might be younger listeners. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was really, really a, hoping. I was really hoping show. that <laughs> your 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 minds wouldn't be in the gutter the minute the words <laughs> left my mouth. But alas, I was yeah. wrong. Yes. Uh, anyway, my well, thought, I, I like I, everything I'll else is subject that. to gravity. Well, that will always I, go down. I, I think you know. I, I enjoyed Sesk's celebration as well. It, it, it obviously meant something to him. Um, there's, there's no question in my mind that he plays better behind the front pairing or the front whatever as as that kind of creative. I don't want to use that fucking word pivot or whatever, but um, you know, I think he genuinely looked like he was enjoying himself. He's he's Saturday. been fantastic the last couple so, of games. It, it does um, appear that someone did say that has the lost property office at um, Chelsea. I think it might be Marco Worrell, the lost property office at Chelsea. Have obviously found his hat and returned <laughs> it to him. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and, I, I, and I don't know if you agree that when he got substituted against West Brom. Yes. Uh, to bring on Matic to shore things up. <laughs> yes. I think it was the worst thing we could have done because, yeah. as, as we said, we're scoring more. Um, and so we we need to keep going. Yeah. We need to keep going, not Although defend because we it can't. Wasn't as, it wasn't as big a mistake. I mean, Tony Pulis made the biggest mistake of the night in believing that he had to take Jakob off because he was going to get red carded. Yeah, because he was never going to get red carded. I mean, he was on his, he was on his fifteenth yellow card when, when when he took him off. Why take yeah. your player off? He's never going to get sent off. You know, possibly start. one of the possibly one of the worst referee displays I've seen in a long time. It was league. exactly the same thing that happened with Lucas, yeah. Lucas Lira against us. When, when, and, and I'm fascinated to understand why in certain games referees do this and don't do it in other games, but. He allowed Jakob to do that and keep breaking the game up. And they allowed Lucas to do that. I mean, that, that Liverpool game turned almost on the moment, as I've said in a previous podcast, turned on the moment when Chelsea realised that no matter what they did, they could not hit Liverpool on the fast break because Lucas would always bring the man down and wouldn't get booked for it. Yeah. And two seconds later, Mikel, outside their penalty box, not ours, went in for a challenge, straight yellow card. And I think maybe some of that is why we're not physical enough anymore, because yeah, they just... Is a conspiracy, then? Not a conspiracy, no. I just think it's, it's referees just... I, I think they've just got an awful bunch 
of shite referees at the moment. Yeah. I mean, there, there are certain websites which you can go and read which make allegations based on betting patterns before games with certain referees in them and so on and so forth. But, you know, that's, that's for the birds. I'm just talking about straight-out incompetence. But that's two games where significant... You could say that, not the result, but certainly the, the way the game worked was significantly altered by the fact that he didn't send Jakob off. And, you know, I'll, I'll put in parenthesis, we never want to see players get sent off. But if a player is going to keep doing that, what else can the referee do? And how many chances does he want to give him? And if you don't do it, if Lucas doesn't get yellow carded for what he did, how can you then produce a yellow card for Mikel's first foul two seconds later like they did in the Liverpool game? That sort of nonsense, they, they have to sort that out because they've just got referees who are too poor. They're poor. They're not up to the job, simple as, as far as I can see. They're not difficult decisions for them to make. Things like, you know, offsides and, and is it a penalty, is it not in those really fast-moving situations, that's difficult. If you keep blowing the whistle for a player who keeps committing fouls and you've given him a yellow card and he keeps fouling, apply the rules of the game. It's that simple. Because they will do that to one of us when we play City or Arsenal this weekend or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll be diving in, panicking, trying to stop Arsenal. And, and probably rightfully one of ours will get sent off. But, you know. I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic about it. I think that it's a, it's an ideal opportunity to lift our game. I think yeah, we did we lift our game against Man United, who were who were a pretty clunky team at the moment at the moment. But I think the idea we of played safety first up. Yeah, yeah, I did, and I think that's. Uh, but I, I, I've I've no objection to that. And I think that's a sign of, of a, a good team, a good coach, or whatever. Who can say you pick your battles accordingly? And the the important thing was to go to United and not lose. But um, weren't we without Costa that night? Yeah, uh, yes. We yeah, were. we we were we were yeah. playing with our false number nine again. Yeah, because we are we without we've... Costa this weekend? No, uh, possibly. And and the news is that Hazard might be back as well, which is very yeah. good news. Because yeah. I mean, that was the only downer was Costa making that sort of stupid tackle off the pitch almost. I know he was getting carried away in excitement rather than cynicism, but, but he it was, it was, basically knacked his leg, didn't he? It, it was <laughs> very, very funny when he rolled back onto the pitch. Hysterical. Because there was absolutely no reason to do it at yes. all. Uh, uh, apart from to stop the game. Yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> yes, I thought that was, that, was, that was rather good. I think yeah. that he endeared himself to an awful lot of fans by doing that. We were all going, yes, that's the way to do it, you know, what other teams do to us. Um, so we, we, we're skipping over ins and outs, I think, um, for this particular one, um, we're on an hour chat, so I'm just going to I'm going to do do the parish announcements, I think, um, and then the quick AOB at the end, if that suits everybody. Um, uh, so, if you've liked um, what you've heard tonight, um, it's it's not my first time in the chair, but it's my first time in the chair as the interim 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 host. Um, um, if you've enjoyed this, then if you go to um, podinshed.com, you'll find another 71 episodes of this wonderful banter and terrific insight with culinary tips, um, travel tips and all sorts of wonderful things that we, we, we tend to throw in there. Um, you can also pick it up on iTunes, usually the day um, that Nick, our great leader, publishes it. Um, if you could go on to iTunes and if you really like it, stick four or five stars against it and a, and a nice comment. I've, I've, like Johnny, I've no idea what it means. Um, maybe one day it will mean that Mark, me, Donald, Clayton, Johnny can be all sitting on the beach surrounded by a bevy of blondes um, 
drinking cocktails, watching the sun go down. Um, who knows? But just in case that doesn't happen, send any checks, spare yes. cash, postal orders, yes. care of the podding shed, indeed. potland. Yes, indeed. indeed. Um, so, yes, um, I think it's... Uh, um, uh, uh, it's been an interesting evening. Um, I'll just throw it open for a quick two-minute AOB. Um, if anybody's got anything else they want to mention uh, regarding our games, uh, the state of the club, um, or the state of the world in general, that would be great. Uh, can I just say, um, Charlie Austin, four million pounds? Ah, thank you, yes. Um, can I say that? Yes, you can. Um, I'm... I, I, my personal view is is that for that sort of money, I'm amazed that we weren't at least sniffing around. Southampton have done themselves quite a good deal there, I think. But is there any... I mean, I mean, there's a car at the second-hand car dealer down the road going for 400 quid. It sounds cheap, but I don't need it. I mean, just because it's cheap doesn't mean we should go and buy it. But I think we do. That's what I would say. I think we do. Falcao's not going to be back this season. And we are definitely strike a light, unless we draft... Um, Patrick Bamford into the team, but not not going to uh, happen. Is Austin any better than um, Lloyd Remy? Um, Lloyd Remy, for whatever reason, we've not had a coach yet who's um, really nobody fancies him. Nobody's uh, giving him a chance. No, I I, I I I like him. I think he's got the kind of potential of an Elka to to. I'd like to see him and Costa together, you know, for a game and 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 and, and see how they. Um, rattle defences a little bit because you know, Remy has got pace he can shoot and he he, he does seem to, to he's a goal scorer and, and that's that um, but I, I don't think two's enough I, I think you probably need a third one in there that's just my view um, and there's no one else there that seems to be other than William who seems to be and JT who's getting regular goals I suppose but um, um, I just think for that sort of money I'm a bit surprised that we hadn't had a sniff um, I, I, but it may well be the, the fact, Mark, that, you know, Goose... Goose? Goose. Goose. Mr. Clover, um, will you get yeah. this right, please? Um, I think he I, I, he made it quite clear that, you know, we're not going to be doing much in the marketplace simply because, you know, it, it wouldn't be right precluding whatever the new manager wants. So. But every, every manager says we're not... Yeah, that means we're going to sign at least three. I mean, I... I you know, what do we need? I don't, I think this season, I mean, if we could, let's do, let's do a quick in and out. Then who do you think is in? Who's out? Clayton, who would you say January or summer goes? I don't think anybody's going. I mean, there's talk about Remy going and Pato coming in, which just makes no sense whatsoever. Well, uh, only only in our average height is too much at the moment, so we need to reduce it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe we going to sing Pato on somebody's hey. shoulders. <laughs> Mark, I'm just giving you facts, like you give us facts. All right? I can't do anything about their average height. It is what it is. I, I don't know, but I would I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Fabregas go in the summer. I'd be absolutely I mean mortified and very upset if Hazard goes, but I think he will. Um I don't know anybody else. I mean, maybe Oscar, but I, I hope not because Oscar, when he plays well and he is playing well more consistently now, I think he's a smashing player. Um but it's I think he's it's more upstairs with him. Without yeah. sort of going to the toilet I, I, again. My personal view is is that it, you know um, it will be Brandon and JT. I, I, I know the rumour is Brandon's going to sign a new contract, but I think uh, he's already signed it, hasn't he? Signed a one year. Um, I don't think it's been signed. It's not been confirmed yet. That's for sure. Um, but 
I mean, if we have signed him, then God only knows why. I don't get that one at all. Well, ho- hopefully they won't find the contract that I've hidden. Yeah. Well, they, exactly. they could, I mean, he'd be a good backup player. He'd be a good bench player, wouldn't he? Um, With his experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and we I, shouldn't I, make a mistake getting rid of all our experience like we have done, like yeah. Lampard and Czech. I mean, t- Terry and... Well, Terry definitely, you know, we, we don't want to lose him from the club. And right. Ivanovic has got quite a lot of years of um, winning top trophies. So we, yeah. we, we need him around the players. Mm. Well, I think yeah. isn't, that, isn't that the sort of theory behind Drogba allegedly coming back as well? Because it'd be that kind of dressing room presence, and uh, I think that would be a lift. Actually, I do think the squad would be lifted by that. There's a lot of respect there for him, isn't there? So um, no bad. I just think from a playing perspective, it's you know I just take the view as I did with Frank Lampard that the time is right to shake their hands, thank him very much, and um, move on. That's just a personal view. Um, other than that, I think. You know, the, the rest of it should work. I'm not quite sure why it doesn't, but um, uh, Pedro, I would think, would be better next season, having learnt the hard way that you don't get time to piss around on the ball and you won't get space in the Premiership because there's a, a Stoke or a um, or someone a clunker from another club ready to kick you up in the air and, and, and move you on. Can I just uh, stand? Can I just say that I was absolutely mortified on Saturday. Every time he got the ball and did anything even remotely not a hundred percent brilliant, the crowd groaned. Oh. I just thought, you know, the guy's been here, and I think Mark uh, said earlier, and I, I think he's walked into an absolute shitstorm. You know, he's walked into a, a, a situation that's in disarray. I think he's been all right. I think, funnily enough, ironically, when he was taken off on Saturday, I thought he was really getting into it and played an integral part in our comeback. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I second. Yeah. I think he's a decent player. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'm just, I just think he'll be better next season. I think often we would, we're too knee jerk when we get him. <laughs> Quadrado probably deserved a, a, at least a little shot this season rather than being bundled out even though I think he's the worst I've ever seen but no he deserved uh, to be shot yeah <laughs> but um, I, I, you know I just think that you know for, for me he had a great first game and he's, he's been inconsistent since or whatever but you know it, it, each to their own um, I, I do think the Chelsea fans we do like a whipping boy and John Obi Mikel is no longer that whipping boy. I'm not quite sure who is. It could be Matic. Matic. <coughs> Matic. Give it, give it another game or two. Yeah, one big, and, one and, big mistake. I, I had a little pop on the on the fan cast earlier on because they were having a dig at Cahill, and I was thinking, Christ Almighty, it is a bloke who's barely done anything wrong this season. Um, and uh, and and there we are. You know, people are saying, well, maybe it's time. You know, we've had David Luiz, and uh, he temporarily replaced Mikel for a little while, but. Um, um, you know, I, I guess it's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? And you know, you do hear people sitting around, <laughs> like Mark. I've got people sitting around near me in in the ground, and I just think, God Almighty, you know, just well, did you read the Sun this morning and believe every word of it? You know, there you go. Um, if that's it, chaps, if there's any other any other business from anybody, Mark, anything? No, not from me. No, Donald. Uh, no, no. no okay. Um, make sure well, I've got a, a, a sheaf of spreadsheets next time. Yes, <laughs> we need to deal in facts. Yes, I quite agree. Yes. Um, so it only um, remains for me to say um, thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you very much to you, Clayton, for coming. Pleasure. Glad um, to be back. Thank you very much, Donal, for, for being able to join us tonight. It was a, a privilege, an honour. And, uh, thank you very much. Keep and, the faith, is yes, all I can faith. say. Keep and, the and, faith. And despite everybody's apparent um, view that me and Mark are best of enemies, thank you, Mark. It has been a joy speaking to you again mate and um, um, I've enjoyed it and me too and um, I've only really enjoyed it because of your unique management skills um, (laughs) 
Joe. <laughs> yes, which, which you'll, you'll learn to um, put up with, yeah. Um, listen, everybody, thanks very much. Um, I guess we'll probably reconvene in, in two or three weeks' time. We've got some games under the belt. Um, but, uh, Clayton, of course, you'll be more than welcome. If you're fan casting, we're happy to move it to another night, if, if whatever suits you. Um, and if you just don't want to do it, then fine. We'll, uh, <laughs> Entirely up to you, but you, you've, you've, you've come yeah, through. Okay, you know, okay. You've been a, you've I, been a, you've yeah. been a top I'm, signing, mate, a top signing. All right. Absolute pleasure. Thank you all very right. much. Cheers. Take care. And um, good night, everybody. Thank you very yeah. much. Good night. Yeah. Good night.